It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. I was recently contacted and asked to review an article by Alessandro Zanetti. It, uh, the article is over a year old, but it talks about six concrete ways to improve collaboration by helping your Scrum team learn how to work better together and improve collaboration. Let me tell you right out of the gate, I love the idea, Alessandro. I love where you're taking this. I hope that it's going to bring me the joy that I feel like it's going to bring me. And I just want to make sure that uh, I give you the street credit you deserve. But I'm going to kind of pick this article apart a little bit because there's so much here that I think we can benefit from. So he starts out the article talking about the benefits of a collaborative team. Collaboratively working in a team brings concrete benefits, not only from the relational point of view, but from a productivity point of view. Uh, And he gives you some examples of reduction of processing times while several people working together and aligned on a thing that they can cooperatively focus, mutual exchange of skills and ideas, uh, the ability to rely on your teammates for help if you need it, and of course, having a, a growing set of soft skills really does help uh, the team organize better together as a team instead of a work group that's eventually going to fall apart. So he goes on to list the six ways to improve collaboration. And I want to go through each one. And I'm going to briefly talk about what he says, but I want to give you my take on this because I think my take on this is equally important. The first one talks about working with clear goals and a focus on having a product goal, a sprint goal, and a clearly defined definition of done. This is so important. I've worked with organizations where the product owner doesn't take time to write a product vision and strategy. They don't take time to put together an agile press release. The team doesn't focus on sprinkles at meetings. The definition of done is loosely written. As a result, all of these things cause pain for the organization. So his advice is to coach the product owner about the product goal, what it is and why it's important. And I think that if you do this, it'll take away the ability of having this happen. So I was at an organization and I'll never forget it. There was a young lady who was there waiting for the elevator and I hopped in the elevator where I said, what floor? She said, eight. I said, I'm going to eight two. I said, what's your name? She said, I'm Susie. It's a pleasure to meet you, Susie. I'm Lee. What do you do here? She says, I'm just a developer. I said, what just a product do you work on? And she says, who are you? I said, we already did that. You're Susie. I'm Lee. Why do you work on that product? And her answer was, that's what I get paid to do. And I think that a lot of us, many of us could be surrounded by people who are only there because it's what they get paid to do. We need to make sure that the product goal is clear so that people have a North Star and people have a vision of who their target audience is, what problem they're trying to solve, how their product is different, what their product does. And I think it's just so important. And I think the product owner often misses that product goal. And then in turn, the next step is to coach the team about the sprinkle and why it's important and how it's going to help them to become self-managing and promote using their creativity and establish the why behind the how and all that good stuff. So I think that overarching, this is probably, this this is definitely worthy of the number one rank to work with clear goals. Coming at number two, improve your sprint planning. Sprint planning is a key to collaboration within the team, right? So instead of focusing all of our attention on backlog item preparation during this meeting, this meeting sprint planning should be focused on us at creating a culture where asking, where asking the right questions and getting the right information yields a better understanding of what we're being expected to do and how we're being expected to tie it all together. Because I think that honestly, 
organizations focus sprint planning on the devil of the detail and how many minutes do you think this is going to take or hours and getting time-based estimates and all this good stuff only to find that they've wasted a whole lot of time. My hope is that we can get past that, stop wasting time and get people to focus on the, the capacity planning of story points and making sure we're taking on the right amount of work and that we know how we're going to be protected from outside interruptions and that we have a sprint goal in mind. Okay, next one, number three, create the culture of asking why. What and how are important, don't get me wrong, but why behind the what is even more important. And I think that the team and stakeholders and product owners and scrum masters, they need to get in the habit of asking why. Why is not an invaluable question. If you raise questions, you're gonna find better answers, you're gonna find new solutions, it's gonna help you brainstorm. And as a scrum master or coach, you should be teaching a team that asking questions is a sign of strength and intelligence, not a sign of weakness or uncertainty. That when you're in a hurry to get things done, you often fall into the trap of stop asking questions because it's going to slow you down. And that's absolutely wrong. You want to make sure that you have that continuous feedback loop and not just a single loop with your stakeholders. And you want to make sure that they understand exactly what you're trying to do and how it's going to impact the end consumer. And it's so much easier to get the work done when you know the why behind the what, right? Focus on creating a continual feedback loop and focus on meeting the consumer's needs. Okay. Coming in at number four, coach how to give proper feedback. And the example that Alessandra uses is a STAR method. Now, I like this one. If there's trust in a group, the members are more likely to be able to engage in thoughtful discussion and be open to different points of view. Discussions are a healthy way of improving uh, the way forward and making sure we all can retain focus. So the four steps are called STAR. Uh, situation, in which behavior, uh, the situation where this behavior took place, the situation of what was happening, the task assigned or uh, a task expected, uh, the expected behavior that's in line with the organizational culture, the action, uh, the observed behavior of what we saw, and then the result, the effect resulting from the observed behavior. Uh, you know, and they give you uh, the example of instead of someone yelling, you were just way too negative in a meeting. If you use a star approach, you might say during yesterday's meeting, we asked you to highlight the benefits of Mike's proposal. But instead, you described only the elements that, in your opinion, were ineffective. And this generated silence in Mike and the team, making us miss a very valuable discussion that could have yielded more positive results. If you use positive, uh, if you use this, you're, you're, you're most certainly going to get to the, hey, this is what happened. And it's very factual. It's very matter of fact. This was the situation. This was the task. This was the action. And this was the result. There's no way someone can say that you're being a bully or picking on them. So I, I like the STAR method. Okay, coming at number five, use positive language. Language is the result of our thinking and of our emotion. Positive language can direct our thinking towards solutions and avoid us getting stuck on the problem. I think that it's oftentimes we forget the scrum value of respect and we start talking about everything in a negative light instead of, you know, here, here's some examples of some recommendations. Instead of saying, oh, there's no way we're going to get all this done, highlight what can be done. Talk about that. Instead of coming to the party with all wine and no cheese and whining about the situation and the environment around you, come in and say, hey, you know, this is what's happening, but here's some alternatives to some things that I discovered. 
make sure that you give an option for people to lean on. I, I think that's a very positive thing. And finally, um, you know, make sure you sound helpful when you're encouraging people instead of sounding bureaucratic. Uh, might we suggest that this is a solution, right? Find ways to encourage and build instead of constantly tearing things down. And then finally, number six, which I discovered is actually my favorite, not number one, is find ways to celebrate success. It's so amazing to me that organizations don't find ways to celebrate. During a daily stand-up, when a goal is reached, it should be highlighted and we should celebrate. I remember working with one organization during a daily scrum when uh, whenever someone completed a backlog item and they physically moved it to the done column, there was applause and there was cheering and there was hooting and hollering. And I thought that was a good thing because at first I thought it was ridiculous. But then I watched how the team interacted and I was like, this is a powerful tool. Uh, it's just so important to lend positive energy because the truth is we all have uh, an, an energy bank account and sometimes our withdrawals way overstate our deposits and we end up in this negative energy zone. So it's important for us to find ways to uh, reinvigorate that positive energy. Uh, for example, in a sprint review, when stakeholders are invited to participate, it's time to celebrate what we created, the valuable increment. Make it a party. I tell people all the time, and they laugh at me when I do this in my class, you know, like, ladies and gentlemen, you paid for a whole seat, but you're only going to need the edge. Here they are, the one, the only, the team. You know, y'all ready for this? It needs to be something fun. If your reviews and demos aren't that uplifting and upbeat, we need to find a way to make them that way because people should be celebrating the work that's done. And finally, the retrospective. Everyone always leaves the retrospective, in my opinion, and in, in, in a way that's not energized, in a way that they just feel let down. So this is a good place to celebrate wins and not just talk about losses. And I think that that's the key. So if we can do those things and we can get focused, that's going to help us be successful as an organization. So I hope these six tips helped you. And if you have an idea, let us know. As always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care. Mm -hmm.